Good morning and welcome to your daily game pace where I'm freezing in studio this Don't morning. Don't open with that smile on your face. <laughs> to what I've got in the last five minutes. <laughs> I'm freezing in here. Good morning, everyone. And welcome to your daily game face. I'm Dr. Kimberly Landon. Now I'm going to start. It is cold as a witch's tit in this room. <laughs> it is so cold. What? I, are we not paying the bill? I, I, <laughs> it is, I didn't realize I had to dress from the, for the tundra. Who's the freak? Me or women? Because temperature is not a female thing. It is a female you thing. You and Ron, Ron last week in the female thing. It is not a female thing. Temperature regulation is tough for women. They have a tolerance about this wide or between Listen, being hot and being cold. You can take your sexist commentaries <laughs> and you know what you can do with them. Yeah. Back so, me up, guys. Anybody? No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Okay. You even admit it was cold in here. I'm not cold. I'm not uncomfortable. You have a jacket on and you're still, still upset. Oh, my God. Anyway, good morning. How are you? <laughs> good morning. <laughs> I expect to come in and have warmth. Good Lord. It's cold. By the way, we went from summer to winter. That's the problem in this room, ah! in this studio, in the whole building, is <laughs> that the temperate zones are problems. Yes. In the winter, it's warm. In the summer, it's cool. But in the fall and spring, it goes from like it's cool today. It's cool right now. Yes. It'll be 90 degrees at like two o'clock. It's just the heating it's system. We're in a metal work. building. <laughs> and the heating system is right above us, too. So oh, well, there's like two feet between the heating system. You wouldn't and know that the heating room. system is above us this yeah. morning. Yeah. But I do understand because in about a month, I if you go back to previous two years of shows, you'll hear me in the middle of the winter going, it's boiling in here. <laughs> and I'll be like stripping like every layer off. So yeah, anyway. Women in, in temperature tolerance. Oh, stop. It's Listen, yeah, we can talk thing. about all the things you complain about on a daily. So whatever. Did I complain about it? Yes. I don't complain about anything on a daily. Uh -huh. I keep my mouth shut and my head down. This is an untruth. <laughs> This is an untruth, but you just let the listeners believe what you want them to believe. Okay. I know the deal. All right. So anyway, so it is very cold outside as well. Did you see all the frost this morning? No, I didn't. I missed the frost. Oh, how come? Did you I, sleep in? Don't know. Sleep oh, in. Yeah. I was up at eight. Oh, well, you probably slept in past the sun coming up, melting it all. I slept in past the sunrise. Yes, I did. So, yes. Well, it was very frosty this morning and... Did you see the snow just north of us? No, where? Yes, just up in the Kankamagus oh, no. Highway, about an hour north of here. They got a nice little frosting of snow again. But that's not the most threatening thing. Most threatening thing is on Sunday, sunset is 4.30. I know. Well, so so this is part of the show today when we talk about life things in November, December, and yeah. whatever in the world of, of New England, at least. Um, the amount of mental health issues that start to occur as a result of this Sunday. Yeah. And it's not because of the Patriots playing. It's because <laughs> it's because of the shift in sunlight that we fall back an hour and right now the sunset is around 5:50 in the afternoon instead of 8:30 at night as yep. it is in the summer in the nice months um or the nicer warm months and then and then by the time we shift back by thanksgiving it will be quarter to 4 and by 4:15 it will be dark yeah and it takes a toll on the mental health of people in our region. Yep. Um, and it also, I mean, if you go to other parts of the country, it also shifts, but not quite the same in terms of timing, obviously, for where we are in the 
the planet planet movement and then also the northwest region like alaska and washington oh, i can imagine yeah. that is also a very difficult time but they have they kind of have it more all year round so i think they're a little bit more used to that because their their time shifts are or their light shifts are a little bit different but this is a heavy time for seasonal affective disorder or sad I love the fact that you can be sad with sad in sad the fall, sad. right? Um, so seasonal affective disorder for people that don't know what it is, is seasonal, obviously fall. Um, it usually happens in fall. Sometimes it happens in other months too for some seasons for other people, but it's really rare. Um, but fallish, winter-ish, um, affective is your affect, your mood. Mm -hmm. um, and it's disordered if it's, it's only disordered if it's like fun your functionality is really impacted by significant amounts of, yeah. Of the the deficit in the light. Um, so it can lead to this time of year being very problematic for people um, because of the light shift. And you can be really tired. So this is a this isn't even an ongoing thing for I sit in my office, as you know, till late hours in the evening. Yeah. And uh four o'clock hits and I've still got four or five hours ahead. And I'm like, Oh, this is rough. Cause I sit right next to a window and I can just see using yeah. light. So it's very difficult um, because you that feel first like day you walk out of work and it's dark. dark. That's right. really daunting. That's mm -hmm. a tough day. 10 o'clock. feels like it's 10 o'clock at night at four. Not only should we not do this anymore. What? Turn the clocks back yeah. in the fall. We should go to Atlantic time. I want, I want new England on Atlantic time. I want to go forward an hour. Right. Yeah. You, you and a lot of people. I don't like care that. about the morning. I want my sunlight in the afternoon. And, well, right. Because it gives you that extra time later in the day. Yeah. I know. I understand. That's why it's lovely when you go to like France. Because it's like 10 o'clock at night and it's still light. Up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, the way the, the time zone works. The northern, yeah. Yeah. the northern part of France. And at least in the springtime, several yeah. times I've been there that the, you know, when you go out for dinner, you go at 10 you know, Italy, you go at 10 yep. and that's when you start. And, and people don't understand across the country because, for example, in Florida, the east coast of Florida, yes. sunsets an hour later right. than it is here. I think right. It's an hour and four minutes or something like that. Exactly. So people don't understand that, you know, it's dark before four o'clock here. Right. Yeah. Well, that's why that's what I'm saying. By yeah. Thanksgiving, it will be 350 and it will be dark. Well, sun will set and then by 415, you're done. So, you you know, you have such a short window. So yeah. if your person gets up at 10 o'clock in the morning you have five and a half hours roughly by the time you get out of bed of sunlight yeah. and people don't do the math. They just think, Oh, you know, it's dark already, but it's because you got up it. All right. So we have sun lamps and we have vitamin D. Any of those work? Okay. So look at you moving along. Um, That's my so, job. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So vitamin D. So vitamin D is always a deficit for the, for most people in the Northeast. Um, and other parts of the country, like I was talking about, but so yes, vitamin D, you won't feel people always like, I'm taking vitamin D. I don't feel anything. You're not going to feel per se, anything specific. Like if you take vitamin B12 or, you know, vitamin C, you know, there's different little feelings you can get in the body physiologically. Vitamin D happens to be one of those things that you take and you don't feel it. Um, but what it does is it does register in the brain at higher doses to give you a better feeling because it regulates you. Most people will come back with labs in their blood work any time of the year and vitamin D is always low because um, we just don't have enough sunlight. Mm -hmm. So vitamin D 
at higher international units because when you take vitamin D, it's not in milligrams, it's in international units. So I you know when you see IU, that's what that means oh, on okay. the bottle. Yep. Um, so usually people get the bottles and they're like a thousand or 2000 IUs at a time. Now you have to consult with your physician um, or your you know naturopath or your integrative medical practitioner like myself for your individual case, but you would typically have to be at much higher doses of vitamin D thousands, multiple thousands, not, you know, not 10,000, but, you know, yeah. five, 6,000 IUs to kind of bring it up to a acceptable level to have that impact on you that would feel a little bit better. Um, I don't have, I don't have great experience with my clientele over the past 26, seven years um, with people just taking that alone and having that be enough. It's a combination of, I, you know, depending on the person, it's vitamin C with vitamin B complex, which is like the B12, B4, B6, and vitamin D at the same time. But certainly taking vitamin D is not gonna um, hurt you right. unless you have some kind of coexisting like condition that it's contrary to. So which is why you should consult with your person that you have in your life, not just take anything just randomly because someone on a podcast says so. <laughs> um, now the light boxes, I, so I have a company that I have no investment in. I don't even think they know. I think I've mentioned them last year. Um, I have lots of clients that, that buy from them because I think they're a really great product. Um, and it's the Northern lights and it's out of Alaska. It's the Northern lights, light boxes, and they make um, high end, um, moderate price to very expensive, depending on the body, you know, they have beautiful lamp yep. structures, but the light itself, um, is regulated to have on in your home so that it is always generating the same type of scenario that you would have with sunlight on. And, you know, depending on, um, you know, what time of time of day your sun goes down and what time it comes up and, you know, you put it on timers so that it turns on so that it's up before you or way after mm -hmm. you go to bed so that it's constantly generating a light around you. Um, so it, those work really quite well for some people, not everybody. Um, but it's a better, so vitamin D and the light box fix, so to speak, is a better fix than taking like a mood regulator because it's it's natural to the body because the body when it has seasonal affective disorder is deregulating itself because of the light input into the body right. so it's changing the brain chemistry so it's i'm as you know natural holistic better to regulate things naturally than to just stick a pill in and take right um a man-made substance that is to alter the chemicals when you can do it naturally so, and people always say, well, vitamin D is a pill, but it's natural. Like there's, there's natural products, right? So it's not taking um, something that has molecules slammed together in carbon form to then make something so that there's a chemical reaction in your body to do blah, blah, blah. I see. Yeah. Right. Yep. Short version of that. So, um, so I think light box therapy for some people works br brilliantly. No pun intended. You like how I did that there. <laughs> and then vitamin D, certainly I think everybody I think everybody should be taking vitamin D that lives in the Northeast and the Northwest, just because you're deficited. Um and and then a variety of other things in the winter. Um but it works better with a B complex and, and I, well, C? I think that so they don't so you don't have to have those to make it work. Like, you know, when you take turmeric, you can't take you shouldn't take turmeric straight because it's anti-inflammatory, but it doesn't work as well unless it has like black pepper as a, as a bumper to it. Right. So, really? so vitamin D can stand alone. 
vitamin C can stand alone, vitamin B can stand alone. But I think if you're trying to treat, um, not I think, I know that holistically we have found that when you're trying to treat seasonal affective naturally, having vitamin C, vitamin D, and the B complex, and a couple other little things here and there, depending on the person and how their symptoms are, those together will make a better chemistry for a person to come into balance. Because you're really looking to balance the chemical nature of the neurochemistry so the body has the right pH, has the right um, input, output in terms of like being able to function with those chemicals that are natural in the body, along with, um, and this isn't new. I mean, this goes back at least 40 years, a good probiotic having a good probiotic to clean your gut, to make sure that you're like just processing things as the light shifts, people don't realize how important that is. Um, so adding in a good probiotic and I get people asking me all the time, which brand is good, making sure that you have, you know, a high level of active culture and making sure that it's a, a you know, it's not necessarily, I'm not a big fan of generic brands just because even though they're always made almost always, I shouldn't say always, almost always made in the same warehouse or the same processing plant as the, as the one that it's being right. labeled with the $25 label. There often has been studies done on those that are short something, or there's something missing, or there's something. Eh. So I'm always in the mind to go for the ones that say hundred percent, blah, 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 hundred percent. You know, there's no added yeah. fillers. There's no you know, no, you know, besides the coating on the pill or whatever, that you're straight getting exactly what it is, not 1% trace of blah, blah, blah. Right? Define a high level. It depends. It depends. Yeah. So that's why it's like individual to each person. Um, high level could be um, like for vitamin D, 7,000 to 8,000 IUs, but for another person, it might be four. Right. So high level being specific to that person. How about so, the probiotics? Because so the you probiotic, get a wide range. Right. So you yeah. have such a wide range. So if you have, so it will be dependent on condition for one of the examples is that, you know, if someone has um, a chronic like bowel or gastrointestinal issues, in addition to the fact that they feel bloated and irritable in the stomach and like that region, maybe some inflammation, then you're going to go with a little bit higher active um in more than the typical run of the mill one. And you can see, and it will tell you on the, on the labels, like kind of the normal versus like a higher dose. Um, and so you want maybe a higher one, but you also have to make sure that you don't have too much because then you have the opposite effect and then they work very well. And then you have the other issue, right? <laughs> yeah. um, sometimes they work well and then you have constipation or things like that. So you have to, you have to really tailor it to each client. Yeah. Um, so again, consulting, your person um, would give you a good um, way of, of monitoring that. I, but the person's I have a going, the person's not going to wrong. I was going to use the word guess, right? But, um, that's the wrong verb. Person's going to fish around for that right dosage, right? Um, which which is something you could probably do fairly well on your own. Yeah. I mean, so, so like, again, not getting paid by any of these companies, but yep. Ollie, O L L Y, they make a pretty standardized product across the board for like, um, energizing vitamins, the multivitamin gummies, they make a probiotic that have good standard um, amounts in them that would be kind of your run of the mill, center of the bell curve right there. So if all else fails, that's what you can get. Now you yep. get that in CVS, Walgreens, Whole Foods, um, probably, you know, if you're down South, you can get it at Publix, Kroger's um, and so on. So, but then you have, um, you know, 
a, a run-of-the-mill standard in the middle of something else, eh, it depends. Yeah. So like one a day, one a day makes a good product and um, for probiotic. And they're just, instead of gummies, they're little pills. Um, they work very well on most people, but I've seen it not work well on other people. And then those people go to like something like Miralax or they're taking, you know, something that's just a, a fiber-based, solely fiber-based product that has nothing to do necessarily with the probiotic. Yep. So it just really depends on who you are, what your physical condition is. Um, but generally speaking, a probiotic is something that people are leaning towards. A lot of physicians um, aren't in like primary care physicians aren't as um, into doing that because it's more natural and holistic, but I find the trend getting bigger that they are like, Oh, this is actually something, yeah. but I only find that in people who are much more about not throwing a pill at you who are much more like, okay, let's see if we can heal this from inside, you know, yep. just exercise, the right diet. Let's look at things naturally. Um, you know, kind of going back to um, not Western medicine, but more Eastern medicine. My understanding about vitamin C is that it, the body does not store vitamin C. Correct. So if you have excess, it will, it will flush it out. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Is, I have a very interesting story about that, but it'll probably get me in trouble. Is D the same? No. So D is not B the same. The same. As, so D is not the, not the same. Yeah. C, C is very much about like in the body, out the body. Yeah. Right. So D will store. C is, so that's a daily treatment because yes. you can't store anything. Right. So C yeah. is um, after pretty much 2000 milligrams, you're done. Yeah. Right. So because you're just going to basically be peeing it out because there's it, there has no way to store. So people who pack on C and keep taking C and it's protective and it'll take you, you know, keep you from a cold. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it will. It will help. There's a certain more is not more. <laughs> this is one where more is not more. As a point of diminished returns. Exactly. Yeah. So when when people, so I can't, I, I won't go into the whole story because there's other things around it, but it's a very poignant story in my life that some people were, who are not physicians, were giving a large dose to some athletes as coaches. See? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and. Uh, is this a post-COVID this is strategy. This is pre way pre COVID. Way pre -COVID this, is, yeah. this is about 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, giving a large amount of C, you know, like four or 5,000. And in an intervening step of several of my colleagues who stepped in to say no more, including myself, um, it caused quite a stir. So yeah. because the athletes had brought it to our attention innocently and it was, you know, can it can, you know, it can, damage potentially if you continue to chronically use something that your body just can't process or that it's overdoing mm -hmm. um, especially in young 15 something year old oh uh, so it attacks liver kidneys that type yeah, of thing it can yeah yeah so well anything that is, has to be extracted right yeah mm -hmm. so you have to drink a lot of water with it you have to be able to um you know have a good sense of it you, you know it's kind of like uh, you know you can get us you can get like a little bit of syndrome from it you know it depends on yeah. how much, but if you're chronically using, you know, over and your body just can't do anything with it, eventually it's going to be like, okay, enough is enough. So especially in a young person. But to put it delicately, you can do that with B. Yes, you can. But it's still storing. Yes. Some. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, you can see you physical get, evidence you can, you can, that you you're just. absolutely yeah, get a yeah. toxic reaction to yeah. B if you have too much of it. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's weird. Anecdotally, I can say that people tend to not abuse B. But they'll abuse C because this yeah. misnomer out in the world is that it 
keeps you not getting sick, keeps you protected from colds, it keeps all these things. So people tend to go and, and, and they market it to taste good. B doesn't taste good. If you've ever had a B flat and straight, <laughs> right? That's why when I always tell my patients, if you're going to take B, take it after you've eaten toast. <laughs> like well, that's one time I'll say, eat some bread because you're going to need it because it, it backs up on you. Well, the cultural, the cultural norm, the cultural expectation is if a little is good, more is better. Mm -hmm. And that's not always the case. Well, yeah, it's like the, it's the attic brain. More is more. Yeah. Which is, right? It's, well, if I take this and then if I take another, it must mean that I'll be doubly protected, right? Yeah. And that's not quite the case. Um, you know, in some things, in some things, some rare things, yes. But in this case, in these cases, no. Yeah. So it won't, it won't do you any good. But they're good protectors for sure. And in combination, when they work together, they're very good protectors for people. Um, so... I think that, you know, if you, I, I'm a, I, I think people should find a holistic naturopath person. It doesn't have to be someone that's practicing as a, as a, um, as your physician. There's many places out in the world that have medical practitioners who have whole foods, natural stores where they're, they're consulting to that they can, you can get good stuff. And then there's some really quacky people out there too. So I wouldn't go there. Um, and do good research on how to find person in your neighborhood or in your local community that does that, that doesn't, you know, charge you $500 for some test to see if you have an allergy to vitamin B. I mean, seriously, yeah. there's a whole, that's a whole nother show. Um, cause there's some interesting people out there practicing cause they get their creds out of you know, Cracker Jack boxes. Well, you have access to a lot of people. And again, more is not better all the time. We, well, exactly. Yeah. And just because, and, and paying $500 to get a test to tell you if you have an allergy to something around this particular issue, because I mean, certainly tests around allergies are important for people with allergies, but there's a huge market on naturopathy testing for um, more charlatan-y kind of access yeah. to product. A certification isn't necessary. So, yeah, certification isn't necessary, and when it's there, sometimes it's it's um, it's there is just a CYA for that person. Yeah, but it's you know, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like being <laughs> ordained online. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so we digress. So get that. get your uh, get your D. So get your D. Take get it your... and take it in concert with B and C. Don't overdo the C. Yeah, yeah, don't overdo the C, obviously. And and then, you know, B is just standard. You can get a good B complex. Um, B12 is good. So B is good for neuroprotection. So B is regenerative. It's um, protecting the brain. It helps. The, it's kind of like oiling the brain, right? And, and getting the body um, staying nice and smooth. Is a good uh, fix for my pinch sciatic? Is it nerve regeneration? Nerve well, it's repair? it would it will probably be neuroprotective. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not going to generate that that nerve necessarily, but it will certainly help the body give some repair work to it. You mm -hmm. know, if it's if it's in repair now, I mean, there's other things that we can talk about offline that I could tell you how to mm -hmm. to move on that a little bit. But um, the least fun I've ever had, by the way. It's what? It's the least fun I've ever had. Yeah, sciatic pain is not a good thing. Yeah. Not at all. Brand new, all kinds of fun. I'm sorry. How'd you do that? Did you bend over? Woke up with it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I would bend over, wake up. It's, you slept yeah. on it wrong. Yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Just well, all of a sudden showed up. So, so a, a good, uh, a good uh, massage and a good uh, cold and heat pack and, and maybe some chiropractic care and maybe yeah. a little acupuncture, um, you know. So I'm a chiropractor and she chastised me. So. 
<laughs> See? She, good for her. Yeah. She, she chastised you too, huh? Yes. Ah, and did yeah. you give her crap too? This is the thing about women in my mm -hmm. life. <laughs> women who chastise me. There we go. There's the, there's the sexist comment. Yep. Right it's not there. sexist. There's nothing okay, sexist. Okay, it's gender biased. It's not gender biased. Oh, it's, it's not. It's factual. It's a factual correlation. So if the male chiropractor had said it to you, then what? I wouldn't go to a male chiropractor, first of all. <laughs> okay. This is a whole because I don't think they care. Aw. <laughs> well, I'm sure some of them do. But... Okay. Well, anyway. There's Jen's so smaller things. than you and she just kicks my ass on a normal Flying basis. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. At least you at least you at least you like her for that. Yeah. That's good. Um, so well, I don't want to be patronized. I don't want to be who's gonna patronize you? No. Well, I mean, I don't want to be I don't want indifference. Oh. I like the fact that she's chastising me for not seeing her as much as I should. Oh, well. Yeah. You know what I have to say. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, okay, so seasonal affective disorder. So then let's add in another layer to this because this is the season. Tis the season. Here it comes. Tis the season for people to be stressed out because now we are in the... I'm not going to say we are at the end of the pandemic because I'm not going to say that. But we are no. we are somewhere in the back quarter. Maybe? Hopefully. Hopefully. Right. Nonetheless, people are getting together and clearly they're getting together because of the thousands of flights that got canceled over the weekend. Um, and yesterday, uh, my some friends of mine got stuck in Vegas because <laughs> their well, American Airlines flight got canceled for two days. If you're going to get stuck. Well, that's what Vegas I said is to them. a good place to be. That's what I said to them in the response. And I wonder if one of them is listening right now was, I I have to get out. Of <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I remember him saying, I hate it. I've got to leave. But there was, it was the sentiment was, it struck me as I'm done. I need to get out of here. Get me. Cause I, my, my response was cool. Play the slots in the airport. And he was like, I'm out yeah, because <laughs> he was done. Yeah. And I said, and then my response back was, well, yes, I can only handle Vegas for like three days and then I'm done yeah, too that's because about, it's, yeah, that's about it's it. just yeah. it. Um, nothing. I love the surrounding part of Vegas and like going to the Hoover Dam and all the beautiful like national park areas and all that stuff. But Vegas itself, I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I'm tapped. So, so, so poor him. And if you're listening, I won't call you out with your name, but I hope you made it home safe and, I did see that you were flying, so I know know that you were en route home. This I'm is sorry a you got stuck. This is a digression, but it goes to how where we are in the, in the uh, COVID bell curve here. Mm -hmm. Did you see the video over the weekend of the woman who got kicked off the plane going to London because she wouldn't sit down next to a person who wasn't vaccinated? No, I didn't see that one. I saw several others of similar epic proportion of someone getting punched. Punched. <laughs> yep. Nope. She was complaining she was going to be moved, and and if she wasn't. If she wasn't moved, she was going to call the cops and oh. the stewardess was going to lose her job. Oh, boy. Yeah. But the, obviously the flight was full, but just, wow. So, so the irrational, unreasonable, unrealistic, you know, you know, I, 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 as a person, you know, in my field, I have compassion for all sides, all spaces, whatever, for the most part. That doesn't mean I necessarily agree with you. That doesn't mean I think that you're being rational or not psychotic. It just means I can have compassion for yeah. all sides. But there is a level of, okay, come on now. We have, if you're going to do this, you have to realize that there's no way that you're walking next to people that are perfectly doing everything they're supposed to be doing. That you have to know reasonable, rational, realistically, that 
everyone's doing their own thing. How did she know he wasn't vaccinated? Well, he, she probably asked. She had to ask. Yeah. She, she probably she, asked. She practically and asked. he or she probably told her. Do you feel, I feel like in this pandemic, where we are now is we're attaching ourselves to the conflict. Well, you so okay. So that's. So Some people is, developed a self-identity during the conflict. Well, so this is part of the divide about talking about holidays. Yes. So yeah. we, to integrate this in. Is yeah, that's going to come to the this, Thanksgiving table. This, yeah. this is why I bring this up now, because yeah. we're three weeks out mm -hmm. and I'm already I'm already dealing. And that's why I said two weeks ago, we're going to be talking about this coming in because the mental health status around this particular issue, which has never been there before. Usually it's we're all coming to the table. We never see each other all year. Now we're coming together and all the things that we're sitting in the queue from last year and the 17 years <laughs> before yeah. and how much we hate the person sitting there and there and what they did to us, what they didn't do to us, why they did it, when they're going to resolve it, why. The, right. Yep. Okay. Now we add in this very heated, very real, debated, controversial topic mm -hmm. and throw that in the mix and on top of the people that already don't like each other right. and bring that to the table. So do I think it's going to be a problem? Yep. I have a feeling it's going to be a large problem because I'm already seeing it yeah. and people are already fighting over it and have forgotten the thing that they had the resentment about, about Sally, aunt Sally and uncle Bob doing whatever they did last year and mom. And now it's, are you vaccinated? Are you not? Why, why aren't you mm -hmm. the political belief around it? Why the QAnon belief around it? The, the, I mean, the medical, oh yeah. my word. So, so I have multiple thoughts and suggestions depending on what side you're on and whatever <clears throat> is that if you are, excuse me, <clears throat> clearly I'm having allergies. <laughs> if you are in doubt that you feel that you are unable <laughs> to calmly sit with other people's choices and opinions and not engage in some fight for the right, yep. you probably shouldn't go to the table, so to speak, because it's going to cause you so much stress and so much strain that you shouldn't put yourself in that position because you know already how you're going to feel and react. Yeah, given that was the players. That was my thing about this woman on the plane. There are great odds that you're going to if you're going to yeah. ask the question, there's a good chance you're going to sit down to somebody who's not vaccinated or across the aisle. Right. There are going to be people in that plane who are vaccinated. You can't handle it. Right. Don't take the flight. Right. And and so so now you I'm now I can hear it already. People are like, well, how you know, you can't stop someone from you're right. Everybody has right. But you have to know what you know for yourself and how you're going to react. Right. It has nothing to do with you shouldn't get on the plane or you shouldn't go to the dinner. It's what are you going to do given that there might be this there? What are you going to do given that you know going in that there might be this controversy, that there might be this person who's not vaccinated. There might be this person who loves Trump or Biden or whatever it is. Yep. How are you? It doesn't matter because it's both sides. It's all sides. It's everyone's got to come to the table knowing what their level of engagement can be or doesn't. It shouldn't be. Should, shouldn't. Um, and knowing how are you going to maneuver yourself around this without it turning into something horrific because that's what i'm watching coming I, it, people are already sure. having debates over it and it's not about like well don't get on the flight it's it's about if you're going to get on the flight 
know, like what you just said, know that there's going to be people that are vaccinated and not vaccinated. And I've already had this conversation with people like you go in the grocery store and there's people around you all the time that aren't vaccinated. There are people that are vaccinated and have had COVID. There are people who, so, so, you know, and there, and like two of the towns that I, one next to me that I travel into to, to shop in, and then one that I work in are both mass mandated still. So it's funny. I mean, humorous to me because I'm jumping in and out of like no mask, mask, yeah. no mask, mask, <laughs> right? And so, so you see people giving that hairy eyeball, looking at someone in the store that you're supposed to be, supposed to be wearing the mask when someone's not wearing a mask, and you wonder are they going to get in trouble or is someone going to say something? Um, but at the end of the day, it's like take care of your own lane, take care of what you're doing, and if so, you're walking around with people all the time. I mean, it's like the flu vaccine. Not everybody gets the flu vaccine, but more people than not get it. So in remembering that even if you have the vaccine, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get COVID. If you have the flu vaccine, it doesn't mean you're not going to get the flu. It's a vaccine being realistic, reasonable, and rational that it's not a cure. It's not polio with a cure. It is a vaccination, just like HPV, tetanus, rabies. They are vaccinations. Doesn't mean you're not going to get it or die. I mean, you're just not going to die potentially, and you're not going to get as bad. And being realistic with the knowledge so that you go, okay, this is normal. So the lady on the plane, which I don't know that story, but let's take for S and giggles. that Pretty basic. Went to a seat, asked the guy, you vaccinated? She said no, and she she says, let's do this. I can't sit here. Exactly. It's threatening so, my life and so, curtailing so, my rights. And so yeah. one would think now in the psychological consult, she was looking for it. She was looking for a platform. She was ready to go because how many people was she sitting out in the concourse with that weren't vaccinated? Yeah. Tons. I mean, tons of people. Yeah. You know, I know people that say that they're vaccinated just to bypass this kind of issue and they're not vaccinated. But when I said she couldn't go, I didn't mean she shouldn't go. I meant if you can't handle it, well, you no, got to understand the right. you got to understand the hand that's going to be dealt to you on that plane. Exactly. No, yeah. I know. Oh, I know. I knew that you meant that, but I wanted yeah. to clarify because some people will, some people are in the, if you don't want to wear a mask, you shouldn't be outside. Right. Like that's what people say. Yeah. Remember the incident that I had two years ago with yep. a woman like 7,000 feet away from me outdoors right. was reading me the riot act because you know i didn't have the mask on while she was standing behind standing in front of the guys on the yeah. motorcycles that had no mask on and she felt the need to tell me yeah. right it's that it's like she's like you know and i said i'm not even near you like like i'm i'm like a, a football field away from yeah, you right. you're having to come towards me and you know it's it's that thing of like i'm I'm not going to endanger you, which is why I'm standing 5,000 feet away from you. If I get close to you, I'm going to put my mask on. So, you know, because I respect that and I have no issue with that because I am a firm believer in, you know, what I'm a firm believer in. So it's, it's about. Well, it's like, I love where my hometown is right now. I go to go into market basket and some people have masks. Some people don't. Nobody's giving anybody the eye. Right. Skate your lane. Do it. If you feel more comfortable with a mask, put a mask on. That's fine. So, so this is like the plain thing. Right. And so this is like coming to Thanksgiving, bring this back or Christmas or Hanukkah is no, you know what you're going into. Yep. You know, all the players, you're not going into a plane with a bunch of people that you don't know. Right. You're going into a holiday dinner or, or weekend or whatever you're doing, knowing that there's five people that do this and two people that do that. And everyone, you know, there's always the one uncle or aunt that has a very political stance and it's going to be at the table. Yep. And are you willing to go to that? And if you are, what, where's your line? Where's your healthy stance? 
Um, you know, so for instance, my husband, the military guy, he very specifically draws a line when people start talking or asking him questions about politics or where he falls on the line of anything, right? Yeah. He'll say, I don't talk about politics. I don't talk about that because I value the relationship more, period. Interesting. It, yep. it ends it because he and I have both seen where that goes. Yeah. Now, I'm of the type that, you know, I'll engage it a little bit, but I also know what I'm walking into and I know when to shut it off and I know when to go, okay, whatever. <laughs> right? <laughs> because because I, I just like to hear people's thoughts and I like to know where people are coming from, but I will never debate it. I'll give you a hint. There's no win. If you yeah, I'll I'll give you a hint. If you're going to talk, if you're going to engage in politics at all, you need to understand the, you need to understand the table, mm -hmm. and you need to understand if you can get anywhere. Right. Or if people have an open mind, what the level of discussion is going to be, and don't engage. If nothing, if nothing can be changed, if the needle can't be moved, don't engage. Right. And, and and you know that with your family, you know that with the people you can hang out with on the holidays. Well, and, and so playing the devil's advocate, what I get a lot of times from people in this conversation is, yeah, but then, you know, you're not, then you're, you're laying down, you're becoming compliant, complacent to the other person. And in some cases, certainly sure that could be, but you know, and, well, you know, if, how do we, how do we move the needle if we can't get people to right? If but, your brother-in-law is the governor, I would say yes, but <laughs> otherwise. I, well, I think, so my answer to that is yeah. to preserve we're talking very specific incidences here yep. to preserve your sanity and the sanity of the Turkey at the table, <laughs> all puns intended, right? Yep. That is it really worth is. So is that the bridge you're worth, you know, you're willing to die on? Right. It's not, it's not worth it. Cause it turns into the right fight. Who's right. And uncle Bob's going to say he's right. And auntie Kim is going to say she's right. And, and then everyone else is going to fall into the sides. And now the dinner's ruined on top of, oh, by the way, we didn't resolve out that, you know, you know, Uncle Bob and Aunt Sue had, you know, sex and they were married to two other people and it destroyed the family 10 years ago. And like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, the, yeah. you know, but that's often there, the transference. The way, these, are all, these are all hypothetical people. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I'm sure there's no uncle. I don't know anybody, sure. Uncle Bob yeah. and Uncle Sue, but. But that's often it's funny because those conflicts often land in the in the political realm or yes. something like that the right. transference of transference of all that conflict exactly goes into a place where it's supposedly acceptable and these, these feelings start to come out in a discussion that's totally unrelated right yeah. well and and um so i have i have a couple of college students that just went off to their freshman year this year and mm -hmm. they're coming back for the holidays and one of my students that i had a session with yesterday made the horrific horrific mistake of coming home you know i call this the freshman faux pas you know how when you when the fresh you don't know going, going. Right? i think i do they so they go away yep. they they've been contained in their little family that has very specific views on whatever and they've been taught how to keep it in their lane yep. to not rock the parents boat you get out into the freshman world of college and all of a sudden you're like oh there's all this knowledge and stuff and new information and other people think a different way and it's different than my parents and blah blah and then you get the 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 energy and everything and then you come home and you look right at your parents and say you know this is a very toxic household and then <laughs> it blows up right yeah, yeah. so you know what i'm saying right yep. <laughs> because there's that filed under a little knowledge is dangerous uh, yes <laughs> yes and and when when she was telling me yesterday um i always get that cringe you know the yeah you know, yeah. and she's like, I know, I know, I know, I shouldn't have said it. She's like, but I just felt so empowered. And I'm like, well, 
lessons learned. Yeah. She goes, I can't say anything, you know, and it, it becomes this thing. I said, this is where you start learning how to start negotiating and being diplomatic on how you speak, what you want to say without directly annihilating someone emotionally. Because of course the response she got from the family across the board was, you don't live here. You don't know you've been gone for two months. And she, of course she countered back with, I've lived here for 19 years. Yeah. Yes. I oh, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> Well, you just you just touched upon it. If you want to be influ influential, you need to be diplomatic. And diplomacy exactly. means tailoring the message in a way it can be received. Exactly. And once you start attacking, there's right. only two responses. There's uh, re retribution. There's another attack back. Right. Or they circle the wagons and they close down. That's right. the response to an attack. Exactly. So you can't present it as an attack if you're, by the way, at 19, you're not mature enough to understand this is a wall you don't want to climb. Yes. But you can't climb it. It's right. It's the product of your parents, 50, 60 years of, yep. of life. But if you want to attack it, you, you can't go that way. You have to find a way to deliver the message so it can be heard. This is why it's the freshman faux pas. Yeah, exactly. So that's, and that's what I, I deem that to all the, I warn them before they go away. I'm like, listen, you're going to come back for your first home visit and you're going to feel very empowered because you're going to have all this knowledge that it counters everything you've ever been taught. And you're going to feel compelled to share that knowledge. And you're going to get met with a brick wall. Yep. because that is not going to fly and you know i mean certainly not in all cases but most of the time i always have a sit back giggle going i warned you <laughs> i warned you this was coming because usually the these kids that i see i started when they were 10 yep. now they're 17 18 19 20 21 and they're coming home going oh my god i'm like yeah, yeah. the thing that was driving your anxiety in the first place which we've been working on for all these years you finally got out you realized something about what was driving it that recurs in your family dynamic and then you came back and threw it in their face you, could, yeah. mm, probably you got some help. perspective <laughs> and tried to force it on your parents <laughs> right yeah. so this is so you know so so it was good you know these are always they're so common for me hence my deeming it the freshman faux pas that i have the standard package of how to treat that usually <laughs> like this how is to... my biggest fear with my son going to uvm yeah i had no idea what he was going to come back with for, from uvm uh -huh. spend a lot of time in burlington vermont and we're going to have some issues but no he was great yeah. yeah well and you have a lot of you have a lot of um you know most kids i mean even even this person i'm talking about like when they go off to college i mean it's things fall out and usually people can manage on both sides, family and whatever, whatever it is, because they know, but then there's these anomalies on the board that make it difficult. But this is what comes to the Thanksgiving and, and holiday tables yeah. because a lot of kids are coming home from college for the first time in the semester. This is, so now we've got COVID politics, the, you know, the, the affairs at the table and who did what and who stole what from whatever fun when they died. And, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you add them all together for a five hour dinner. Uh, and, oh, and by the way, and add alcohol. All right. So I've got, yeah, I've gotten to the point in my life. <laughs> Want me to keep layering it? <laughs> I've got, to, I've gotten to the point in my life where I can, I feel strong enough so that I can just not go sit at the table. Right. I'm, I'm okay with that. And right. hopefully I've created an environment with people where they don't take that as a personal insult. Right. But a lot of people aren't in that position. A lot of people are hearing this and saying, I don't know. I can't, I can't say no. Right. Well, I can't right. just not go. Right. The guilt. Yeah. The guilt over, well, I can't, I can't not, but see, this is why last year was so great. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what I'm getting a lot of from people going yeah. like, oh, we have to go back to it. Mm -hmm. And so, so I have offered up that 
if people feel unprepared and don't want to engage in a lot of that and feel that it's going to be that unhealthy, toxic, or stressful for them, that they still, that they always have had the right to say, I'm going to pass this year because I just, whatever. But, you know, using COVID, people still have that issue. So, you know what? You can use that as like, I'm not comfortable. <laughs> I just gave that advice yesterday. <laughs> Is that, and it's, and people are like, oh, like, you know. I you had know, a they, close contact. I really don't think I should be coming. Right. Yeah. I mean, and so there's, so there's some legitimacy to this, even yeah. though it's funny in terms of like, oh, well, that's kind of like, you know, saying whatever, but there's some legitimacy yeah. that it's not just COVID exposure. It's COVID exposure to the degree that I'm talking about that you're going into that layered, that layered cake I just put on the table yeah. that starts with bad blood already, then putting in political, medical choices, decisions opinions right from wrong who's yeah. right who's wrong who's respectful who's not and then adding alcohol into it and then not wanting to hurt anybody's feelings but yet not wanting to engage in the process to be able to say you know what i think this is just not the right year next year maybe now what happens when you come to next year well that's an that's a different story right but if you're really this upset and you don't want to hurt someone's feelings the diplomacy would be like you know what i think given the whole thing with covid and giving like the political atmosphere that that's a good way of saying i'm bowing out now some people would say well that's lying well okay lying not lying it's about how do you preserve what you know you're not able to handle right it's not about like preserving the other person it's what are you able to handle gauge it for yourself or some people have said to me like oh it's better to just be upfront and honest okay Telling someone, I'm not yeah. coming to the dinner table because you have an opinion about blah, blah, blah. Right. I mean, you're doing exactly what you're trying to avoid in the first place. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, there's no there's no perfect, but there is a healthy way and an unhealthy way to do this. And sometimes just being able to preserve the sanctity of some relationship there, if you value it, is to say, you know what? I don't think this is the right time. I think there's too much stuff going on with COVID and politics and stuff. And I just know that the table is going to be rough. You can say that. People don't like that, but you know, people say, "Oh no, it's going to be fine." In my oh, family, it's never fine. In my family, which was a highly debated family and highly politicized family, so there was a lot of this on a daily basis, let alone Thanksgiving. Me too. I, that's yeah. what I was in. Thank, thank God for the NFL. There was See, zones. I didn't have that. You didn't have that. There was I, zones. There was well, the game on, and people went in with the game, and the political talk stayed in the kitchen, and you could just opt in or opt out. So, yeah, so the, so, because I'm, I'm an only. Yeah. You know I'm an only, right? Oh, no, I didn't know. Yes, I'm an only, yeah. even though, but I, I mean, I'm only, but I lived with all the, from when I was little, I had sisters. I'm like, a half only. You're, you're half only? Yeah, one sister, nine years older, so. Oh, so you're actually, you are, you're, so yeah. seven years is the split, so oh, you're, it? you're technically, I mean, you're not an only, but you are by yeah. parenting and nature an only. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, but so it would be that dinner table, highly debating, intense, 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 intense. The game would be on, but the guys would go yes, and watch, and then I'd be stuck <laughs> at the table yeah, listening. And um, occasionally there'd be a chime in on like halftime from the guys, or they'd come in and roll their eyes yeah. and then go away. Yep. Um, and I was always like, I just don't want to be in this, right? Um, and and also the women at the table that I was with were always like, football's stupid. Now, 
knowing what I do for a living, yeah. football is not stupid. I love football, <laughs> right? But it was always, yeah. you don't love football, you're a girl, right? So, yeah. 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 So, but that is, I think that the, the um, football definitely can preserve some of the, <laughs> the insanity. But unfortunately, many people get together and don't do that. They, they get together and it becomes a thing. Yeah. But I think what you have to hand, try to hand people is their uh, ability to take care of themselves. Yes. Because a lot of people don't feel empowered to that. Right. And that's, that's the answer to the, well, it's my family. I have to go. Right. Really don't. Nope. And people feel like that's so awful. Yeah. You have a choice not to go. And that doesn't make you bad. People might make you feel bad or try to make you feel bad. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have to gauge, going back to my point 20 minutes ago, you have to gauge what is your level of ability to be empowered enough to disengage or to engage to a level that you're comfortable with to not have it become so dysfunctional for you yeah. that you want to run screaming from the table, um, which is what people describe over and over again, that this is so painful. Like, you know, and I'm like, why, why put yourself in that position there? You know, there's so much, there's so much in life to be enjoying and happy and, and embracing. Yeah. Why dread for the next three weeks or the next six weeks, two holidays that this is going to become a thing. And, and like I talked about last year and we'll address that again is, you know, uh, you know, and then you've got, well, did you see what so-and-so was wearing? And did you see the table wasn't set around? I mean, there's so many yeah. facade pieces, including ourselves that we put out there to like, have to be like, why torture yourself, raise your blood pressure and make yourself sick over, but there's two camps about this. There, there are the camps. Probably more who, than two camps. Yeah. <laughs> to divide it, basically, there are the camps like myself who don't want to spend the mental energy. Right. Want to keep the peace. Don't need the extra stress. Don't need the unnecessary hard. Then there are people who seek it out. Oh, of course. Yes. People who see this an opportunity. People who see this are looking forward to this. Right. Yeah. Right. Getting a chance to speak out. Well, and people will, <clears throat> people will say, generalizing here, people will say, I do not look for it. I don't seek it out. And there is that subconscious. And I think that many people don't realize that although they're looking forward to the holiday and going to it, they're also looking forward to that engagement yep. because they don't have that in their everyday life. Or if they do, it's behind the screen or talking to the TV or between them and a friend that, you know, has the yep. self verification theory with them and the bias that like, Oh, we all believe the same thing. But now you're, you're looking forward to getting together with all these family members you haven't seen in two years now. And, and, yeah, you're looking forward to it. You're looking for a chance to criticize before it goes down the slide. What you're looking for a chance to criticize. You're looking for a chance right. to say the aunt's turkey's overcooked, or the setting wasn't great, or what the hell was she thinking? Well, there's a and people. I keep saying people. There is a common mindset that we are socialized into to the negative side because negative stuff gets people talking. Yep. It's there are more negative. Nellies and there are not. Plus it's an ego builder. And right. So if you can yeah. down someone else to make yourself feel better, it feels good. Cause the, the narcissism, which is the, the injuries that have happened and accumulated in each of us that are to our ego, our reality has switched and changed and modified it around what we see the world like because of our injuries of you're stupid. You're not good enough. You don't have a good opinion. Um, you're whatever it is this is your place to practice, to prove your proving ground that in fact you are not all those things 
And how do you do it? You do it by saying, well, your idea is stupid. I don't like what you think. You're ridiculous. And, and the soil is so fertile because you're not going to yeah. get a, a catastrophic response like you might with a stranger telling them they're stupid. Mm -hmm. Plus, the turkey's dry. The turkey's only dry because they aren't still your boyfriend in high school or, you know. <laughs> Again, this is all coming back around. Right. There's so many grievances to be rectified. And that's, and I think that I well, think grievances, not a grievances. No, I, well, I knew, I knew. Yeah, you meant. You. I'm, I'm sure the listeners know what you meant as well. <laughs> um, but I, well, and that's, and that's the thing is, is um, why. So I, well, I'm in my head thinking like, okay, so like, I'm not going to give the personal experience, but there's personal experiences in my life that I'm like, when I go, oh, you know, I really should go should right yeah. and then i do my own cognitive behavioral line down of like what i do for a living practice what i preach and then i go at the end of it it's always comes out at the end of it like why bother putting myself in that when i know how it's going to end and i'm i'm going not not thinking about how to protect anyone else but it's going to take me three weeks to come out of that oh yeah why do that you know yeah. 10 minutes of exposure i have i have family members that I, if I have 10 minutes of exposure, it takes me a month to, to recover from it. 10 minutes, 10 yeah. minutes. I'm like, I'm done. And then I'm 10 minutes in. And then you spend say two days with them. Oh, it's, and I do this for a living and I know better to engage yep. because it's, because I tend not to, because I preserve the relationship. I tend not to engage them in their crazy, yep. their circus. And by doing that, I internalize it. And I have realized over the past two decades that if I do that, <laughs> I don't feel good. Yep. And so just the thought of it, when I remind myself of certain scenarios that have happened, I immediately go right to the right decision for me, which is I'm out. Yep. I'm out. It's too, it's too crazy. It's too I much. I find myself in the posi position a lot where I don't want to engage, but I, because I can't, I can't verify. I can't, I can't go along with what the person is telling me. Right. I can't honestly do it. Right. But I don't want to conflict. You know, you want to just let them have it and let's get on with the rest of our lives and go. Right. So that's a tough position because everyone, when everyone's telling you something, they're looking for validation. They're exactly. asking for validation. Exactly. And I can't give it to you. Right. I don't want to fight you, but I can't go along with what you're saying either. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's it's a and, difficult position. And then you have, and, and many times, and this is what causes, you know, anxiety and, and, and sadness at, at these holiday tables is that when you're in that position that you're talking about, then if that one thing gets resolved, resolved, whatever that looks like out, there's always the next one because there's so much food for fodder at the table. Um, because there's so many grievances and, and things to stomp on that only come up these one or two times a year because people don't see each other. Why? Because they stay away from each other because of this reason. Yeah. So <clears throat> being realistic about like, okay, why do you not see all these people all year? And people say, Oh, we live too far away. And we, well, no, no. If you had a good relationship with a good background and a good history, you'd, right. you'd make the time to see them. You'd make exactly. the ways to see them. Yes. And so, you know, and using the personal examples, I have, I have family members that live far away. Yep. And we make huge concerted efforts to be together multiple times a year. We plan vacations together. But there are some people the next town over. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, because, same here. Yeah. Because we know and and certain members have the have the contention of the opposite views 
in these in this particular pod of people I'm talking about, but we all do exactly what I'm talking about, which is we preserve the relationship because we value what the good in it is versus the opinions that we have that we hold that have to do with our choices and value systems and whatever. And we don't in, we don't impede the other person by um, crossing the boundaries by yep. downing the other person. You can't we go three each other's opinions. You can't go three rounds at the Thanksgiving table and then have a good time when the kids want to visit. Right. Next week. Exactly. You know, it's like you have to exactly. preserve the relationship. Right. So so a very important takeaway, I think, as we're getting closer and we're going to talk about this, you know, in different forms coming up to the holidays. But I think the takeaway besides vitamin D, C and B today for a seasonal <laughs> affective disorder is really evaluate your next two weeks coming into this holiday or evaluate it today and tomorrow to figure out where do you fall in your ability to manage and preserve your own integrity, your own inner um, peace. And what will that look like when you bring it to the table with other people that may or may not have the ability to do the same thing and then go from there, you know, was it general Maddox who said it just coming to my head now all of a sudden general Maddox who said, be, po be polite, be courteous, but I always have a plan to kill everybody in the room. There we go. <laughs> well, that, that, that's I mean, family I mean, Thanksgiving. That's <laughs> well, that wouldn't no, have been quite the way I would have put it, but yes. At least have a game plan, right? Well, on how you're going to deal with yeah. this inevitable conflict. I think that you have, so if you just, so if you have the layers and you have, like I talked about the cake layers and it's yeah. all that, and you know, going in that you're still going to go no matter what. I think you have to have a plan, not necessarily to emotionally annihilate or kill everybody in the room, <laughs> but nonetheless, a plan of, yeah. you know, when, when will you walk away? What will you not engage in? What phrase will you use? Like my husband uses, like, I will not, you know, yeah, yeah. because it actually works. Yeah. But if you go in and just wing it, you're going to have the same thing you always get. And you're going to end up in the same place. Like I am reeling for three weeks going, Oh my God, I knew I shouldn't have done that. It's, you know, because you, why would you put yourself in that and preserving the relationship also exists in you not going. Yep. And people think, Oh, it's going to be damaging. People will be upset or hate me. I'd rather have you be upset with me because I didn't show than have me show and have 500 things said that then we can't recover from. And if you don't have to go, for God's sake, give them a reason not to be upset. In other words, you don't have to come out and say, I'm not going to go for the conflict. I, right. I don't think that's the right approach. No, it's not because that we've creates decided conflict. to have a family Thanksgiving or or that creates conflict. Yeah. Don't give them give them an out. Give them, you know, give them well, that's, that's why I think that the COVID excuse this year is still valid for a lot of people, mm -hmm. um, especially with kids. I mean, truthfully, there's a lot of people that are I have several clients that are not going to be attending because their kids haven't been vaccinated yet. And they're really concerned for their kids. And quite frankly, you know, people are like, yeah, but you sent them to school. Schools are pretty safe. They have a lot of good safety protocols and they're not getting sick in schools. It's one of the lowest incidences. So you're going to go into an environment where you have people that are unvaccinated as adults, you know, that they're out partying. I can't tell you how many people have had COVID in the past month that I know in within like the realm of my sphere of like, yeah. not friends, but clients who, I mean, cause they're out doing things. And you don't even <laughs> have to have it. Right. A, a close contacts cropped up this week. And exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so it's, a, and it's not about lying. It's about knowing that why, if that's your concern, don't put yourself in that position. Why, why create more problem for yourself and other people? And yep. so as much as it might be disappointing, I know people are looking forward to getting together. 
<laughs> did you like that? Did you like that little look? If you can't see Abby me, says, can't you want to say hi to the people at the medical shop. Abby says, everyone's watching. Oh, hi, Abby, and everyone at the medical shop. <laughs> Take your vitamin D, C, and B. <laughs> um, and Abby, go back to class. Oh, geez. Well, <laughs> she likes the show. She wants to watch the show. Yes. Uh, thank you guys for listening and watching. And so, hey, Abby, I won't be coming to the table with you. You can't come for Thanksgiving, by the way. Just saying. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. She knows I'm kidding. Um, so, so for the ending of the show, so we're going to talk about some other things about how to, you know, prep your head and, and have a good um, holiday coming into the next few weeks, but also next week's show and other shows, I'll probably have some guests here and there, but also, um, you know, starting to think about how do you have rituals? Rituals is going to be one of the shows coming up of like just your own personal ritual to have self-health and, be able to be yeah um in your right mind in your right mindset going into difficult things which is generalized to not just holidays but how do you wake up in the morning and really set your day with good intention to not be a miserable person oh i like it you know yeah so that will be upcoming how you look um, at me when you say that you <laughs> <laughs> well you and i will have a discussion afterwards <laughs> by the way it's not as cold in here anymore oh good I think it's the same temperature. I'm not yeah, saying I knew, you know what? It's because why? I'm a woman, right? <laughs> uh, maybe it's because you're a man. Yeah, just, okay. All right, let's put it that way. Okay. It's because you're a man. Men Big have a what men have a wide range of temperature intelligence. And okay. they're not paying attention. They have no discerning nature. This is true. Yeah. Men so. are just dogs. <laughs> I didn't say any of this. <laughs> this is I'm staying completely away from any judgments like that. Yep. Mm, I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. All right. So you guys all have a great week and um, go out and live your best life and do great things. And I will see you next week. <laughs>